0: Stafford, going to the end zone, reaching up and making the grab, Odell Beckham Jr.
1: Stafford buys time, protection is good, and so is
0: the pass, Henderson came out of the backfield.
1: Jefferson in motion, Henderson nice cutback. Stafford rolling and throwing, caught, tough touchdown! caught on the run caught who else comes out of the slot to the right picks that way
0: fires that way that makes the grab at about the 18 yard line pass caught got it touchdown burrow right. trying to keep it going gets spun down gets it away and incomplete it looked like P might have had a shot to make the grab at the Rams now.
1: Running down to celebrate with a defensive play. I and mean, guess who? Guess of course. who? I mean, you ain't have to think about it.
0: do not even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. Hey guys, welcome to another East Coast Rams podcast. I am your host, Ashton What, my awesome co-host, Zach, and we have a special guest here, Blaine Grisak, Grease, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher that always, uh, of Turf Show Times. How are you doing, Blaine?
2: Uh, doing fantastic. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, really looking forward to discussing this draft. I kind of think last night hit this one out of the park. Uh, really excited about, about it, 14 players, and um, I think there's some guys that can make an impact here.
0: Yeah, man, I definitely agree with you there, uh, Zach. How are you doing? And uh, when you see this list of guys, you, are you getting excited for next year? Or are you uh, dreading it?
1: No, for sure. I'm. I'm actually really pumped up for it, though. I feel like my uh, the those I follow on Twitter did not seem very super excited with a lot of the picks that they that they made. So we'll we'll kind of break some of those down. But no, I thought it was a it was a great three days of draft and Rams are only really two days, but uh, still a lot of fun and can't wait to break this all down. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. uh, Let's start off with saying, first off, I think whether we like a player or we dislike a player, like the place where they, they were picked or disliked it. uh, We want every one of these people to be successful. I, I, I would die to have each one of these players, the Rams drafted, be all pro. Uh, I think, They are people. We have to remind ourselves of that and have grace for these guys. They just went through probably one of the best days of their life. Uh, So congratulations to every uh, person selected. And I hope they uh, go through training camp and uh, make it onto the team uh, because this team definitely needs bodies. They got bodies in this draft. Uh, So the Rams ended up drafting, uh, what, 11 people? Today, uh, it was a little confusing because they did a lot of trades on day three if you weren't paying attention. Uh, Blaine, just looking at the composition of this draft, uh, what surprises you uh, or what doesn't surprise you with how the Rams approach this draft? Um,
2: I was kind of surprised they waited on wide receiver for as long as they did. Uh, I I, I kind of thought, you know, having McVay in the draft room, he'd be – Maybe you know in in less needs ear at, at, before every pick saying hey let's get a wide receiver let's get a wide receiver you know just uh, get him a playmaker and whatnot to um, put to put alongside Cooper Cup but so it it was surprising to see them wait um, wait until really late really late in the draft and until they until they took Puka Nakua um, that 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 surprised me but um, and then I think a lot of people kind maybe expected them to go running back early and for them to wait until. When they did take Zach Evans, I thought that was a really smart move. You know, we've, we've seen them take running back early in the past, and even though we, you know, we've seen guys like Isaiah Pacheco with the Chiefs last year get, get, get drafted really late and didn't find success. So that you know, they, they get Zach Evans, who I think has a lot of upside um, later on, and so I, 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 just, I think they, they, they you know, they, they didn't get cute; they, they stuck to their board, and, um, and I think it worked out for them.
0: Yeah, uh Zach, I definitely think we have been accustomed in the last three years to the Rams let's say taking luxury picks if you can call them that. Uh it, what's your reaction to this draft class and do you think it was smart for really uh the Ram front office keeping it simple stupid like they drafted alignment first. They went ahead and went full defense for the first few rounds which they really needed after losing Leonard Floyd losing uh, just so many free agents and trading away Ramsey. Uh, what's your reaction to this draft class? Just the composition of it.
1: No, I think it's super smart. I mean, if you compare this to what we even mocked up, you know, this past, you know, last week, um, it was pretty close to what, yeah, you know, obviously not the same order and the players that were, but the the positions that we chose were not far off. I mean, I think we talked pre-show that uh, in our mock draft, we chose what, two wide receivers and they only chose one? Yeah, um,
0: and we so, chose an extra defensive tackle and they only chose one.
1: So, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, like I said, outside of, who they actually picked. I mean, I think we were pretty spot on of what they what we thought their need was going to be. Um so yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited ab- about, you know, what what they picked up. Um I think I was kind of surprised. I uh, kind of like Blaine said that, you know, they they waited so long for a wide receiver. I thought that was probably going to be one of the top 3 picks that they would choose. Uh just again, knowing that that mindset of they they love their offense, they love their offensive weapons and so whatever they can give Stafford Um, is usually a no-brainer so uh, very interesting how they kind of played and kind of how they you know they traded back and forth uh, quite a few times in this draft Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and I think Jordan Rodriguez has done a good job of like reporting that they want to go full offense next season and with this draft uh, you like there's some mindset on Twitter that they were going to focus all offense because they want to readdress and, like, make the offense the focus of next year, but they really didn't do that. Uh, Blaine, uh, why do you think that is uh, that they chose to focus, especially on the early rounds, on defense, and their highest offensive pick uh, is a guard? It's not a wide receiver. It's not a tight end. Uh, Apparently, they were trying to trade in the first round to get a tight end, uh but i felt like after mcvay didn't get his way on that he just kind of just let Sneed, uh go with needs
2: yeah i mean coming into the draft i think you know you look at the roster and they there were needs at pretty much every single position it's just kind of dependent on depending on, on, on how you wanted to prior, prioritize those needs and i think you just look at kind of the moves this offseason you know they they cut Leonard Floyd. They trade Jalen Ramsey. They, um, they, 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 they cut, they cut Bobby Wagner. You know, there were, there's, there's these huge holes on, 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 on defense and especially at the edge rusher, edge rusher position, you know, they at, coming in the draft, Michael Hoyt was the only real edge rusher on the, on the, on the roster and he's not really even a natural <laughs> edge rusher. So um, there's just, there were, there were huge holes there. So, uh, you know, I, I, I do, like them going with Steve Avila at 36, um, you know, get a get a nice beefy offensive lineman in there. But you know, then they come back around in the third round and they get Byron Young, who, you know, he is older. Um, that 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 was kind of a trend with their picks um, in the, in this class. They, they they it was an older class. Um, but I I, I I really like what Byron Young brings to the table. He he had a good Senior Bowl, um, really productive player at Tennessee. His, his story is really cool. Like if there's, I, I tweeted at the time like if, if there's a Kurt Warner story in this draft, it's Byron Young's story. Uh-huh. Was just a, a really 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 great story to follow. Um, and yeah, so I, I, I think that they, they maybe prioritize defense because quite honestly, like going into the draft, like there's just they're, their defense is pretty bare, bare
0: bone Yeah, Stanton Bennett also has a great story. There's a lot of gritty stories in this draft class. And I think they have, uh, they probably have to go older and more mature just because a lot of our last three draft classes aren't getting re signed. They're not with the team. Uh, We've had a lot of people fall off, and you really need this team so desperately needs depth and multiple positions, especially mature depth. So I think that could be one direction or one reason why they chose to go this way. Not to mention you get more bang for your buck, so to say, because those people tend to fall. They tend to not go earlier. If someone of that same talent of Byron Young uh, was, let's say, three years younger, he probably would have went in the late first, early second. But he was able to fall, and the Rams were able to really uh, get him at a good pick. So uh, let's go kind of pick-by-pick, guys, and go over uh, uh, why the Rams picked these guys and uh, whether or not we like the pick, if we think it was early, and stuff like that. Let's start with Steve Avila. I hope I'm pronouncing that uh, right. A guard out of TCU. Uh, I think some uh, fans were really shocked when the Rams went this direction, Zach, uh, went guard. I think we were all expecting a, a wide receiver, tight end. Tight ends were starting to go. I almost think they were wanting Michael Mayer, and maybe history would be different if we didn't get like a jump over from Michael Mayer, and I think he went the pick before. So I think they were definitely looking at tight end. Uh, most of the uh, top-level tight ends were gone by now, uh, and they got Steve Avila, and his uh, RAS is pretty impressive. Uh, he only he allowed zero sacks last year uh, for that national championship team. Uh, it, how did you like that pick?
1: no I thought it was a smart pick uh you know obviously last year their offensive line was kind of their their story o- outside of major injuries with Stafford and Cup and things like that I mean going 11 straight weeks without uh w- rotating 11 straight weeks of different offensive linemen um and really this guy he's 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 more than what Coleman Shelton is because Coleman Shelton could shift from his position over to center and things like that um you know Steve uh, Avilia, he, uh he can play multiple positions. Uh, he he and He's done it in his college career. He's shifted from position to position, including center. So he's a very versatile weapon who, you know, if they're not liking somebody, you know, maybe no boom, and they think that he needs to go out, well, this could be a fill for that spot. Or, you know, if it, if, a, uh, if another player gets injured, he can shift and then they can shift, you know, players back and forth. So I think it's a really smart move when you get someone as versatile as he is.
0: Oh, I think he's starting. I think he'll be starting by the end of the camp, first team. Uh, He he is so impressive. Uh, Blaine, what's your reaction to them picking Steve? Uh, Did you like him as a prospect? And do you think the way he was utilized in TCU, will he be starting for this Rams team?
2: Uh, yeah, honestly, I I was really surprised they they they, they took him. I, I loved him as a prospect, but I thought he'd be a better fit in more of a gap scheme. And the Rams are obviously they run a, they run a lot of zone. Um, but the, the thing is, like even though he like he is 332 pounds, which is a lot bigger than what the Rams have usually drafted at the offense on the offensive line, especially on the interior. Like he can move. Like he, he he can get out of space. He can block in space. and he's really comfortable doing it. Um, and like Zach said, you know, I think the big thing with him is that he can play multiple positions you know he, he can play left guard he can play center he can play right guard um i think i'd probably put him at left guard to start start or center i think i think that that's that's where i would i would put him but i, I am interested to see the direction they go with the offensive line because they have so many guys that can play different spots um you can play you can play shelton at center um jackson at right guard avila at left guard that there's just there's so many different options that they that they can go with um but yeah, I I, I absolutely love Avila as a prospect. I, I was not expecting him at th- expecting him at thirty six, and the fact that they did take him, I think just I think shows that um, you know maybe they went in, in a new direction here on the offensive line or, or a different different profile on the offensive line because of their new offensive line coach. Uh, that might be part of it, but I, I think it just you know. It was a smart pick. It was – they didn't go a 2-2 at well type or, or like a tank-dell type wide receiver um, at, the, at that spot as, as a luxury pick. They, they, they stuck to an, a huge need and um, I think surprised a lot of people.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think a big thing is adding to quality offensive line depth because when Whitworth left and Noteboom took over, we didn't have that extra fifth or sixth guy that could come in in a pinch. And, yes, we had even more injuries on the O-line. But I'm talking about, like, if we only had that first-line injury, one or two starters can hurt for a few weeks. We need that quality uh, guy that can come in backfill. And I think that's going to end up being no boom again, sadly. Uh, I just think Steve will kind of push him out of the rotation. I think Curry was a fantastic left tackle. He'll be fighting against one of our other picks for that left tackle spot. Right tackle Rob Hamanstein has been good, not great, but consistently good. Uh, right guard, I think they're going to keep Bruss there if he can stay healthy. Uh, so center and left guard are the two spots we really need quality players at, and I think Steve Avila will fill either or uh, kind of depending on how the preseason goes. OK, guys, uh, let's talk about Byron Young, not the Alabama one, the Tennessee one, because this got me uh, whenever they selected him edge out of Tennessee, because I thought he was already picked and I forgot there was two. And then when I heard his name again, I or the other uh, Brett Byron Young, uh, it really took me for a loop is uh, Zach we got an edge in the first two, three picks. I think me and you were uh, hoping they would go edge early. This team desperately needs someone other than Aaron Donald to get pressure. And I think Byron Young is our guy.
1: For sure. I mean, I've been, I've been yelling at the rooftops that the edge was, really i think where the rams needed to pick the the most and you know they got a couple in this draft so um i'm really excited to see what he has to do i mean i think everyone was shocked that you know will mcdonald he he went out uh
0: 15 uh, pick pick. 15 yeah um so, i yes. think that was a
1: big shot because i think everyone thought that he was going to be left around for when the rams uh were able to pick at 36 and you know i think you, i think his style fit the bill of what the rams were looking for um but but, you know, Byron Young, I mean, just everything that I've kind of been looking at him, uh, I think he he's going to fit the scheme perfectly.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, great athletic numbers. Um, Blaine, this guy has such a fantastic story. Can you kind of tell us about that and what makes him a really good prospect to fit in the this kind of Rams uh, zone scheme and pass rush that we use with Aaron Donald?
2: Yeah, I mean it, just, it doesn't get much 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 cooler of a story than you know as assistant manager at the dollar general to to, to, to you know playing play, play in Juco and then go in Juco to the University of Tennessee and the SEC um, just a great story and, and, and that's kind of I think um, a good thing just you know this guy's got a chip on his shoulder he's he's, he's not going to take this opp- opportunity for granted um, from, from, from a prospect wise uh, perspective you know hes he rushes with power. He has decent speed. He has good counter moves. He, he, he has a lot of tools in the toolbox, and it's, it's going to be up to the ramps to kind of unlock those and for him to reach his full potential. Because even though he is 25 and maybe doesn't have the the ceiling of someone like Will McDonald who is younger and just seen as this athletic freak um, – Young is 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 just just as a, just as athletic, and I think it com- can come in and maybe make more of an impact right away than, than, than a McDonald could have. So, yeah, I, I absolutely loved this pick when it happened. I was ecstatic in the third round. Um, just yeah, they 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 absolutely needed an edge, and I'm glad they didn't force it at 36 and kind of let the board fall to them. And I, I, it worked out when they they
0: got a really good player in Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he hasn't been playing that long either. Only three or four years. I think he's definitely getting better and better. Uh, as the years go along when I was watching his tape he did remind me of Leonard Floyd being able to hold contain being able to put on moves when he is pass rushing Um, I think he said he modeled his uh, ghost technique after Von Miller I mean it's just really uh, cool details and um, fantastic story I, I really hope he pans out and I think the Rams needed him in this rotation. Cause like you said, Michael Hoyt, <laughs> that's all we have. Uh And we got a few other uh, younger edge rushers, and I think they're going to sign a bunch of UDFAs and hope uh, one kind of pans out. Cause I think we need three. Yeah, I would say three or four really good edge rushers to rotate in and out. And right now we have one uh, I'm still not sold at Michael Hoyt on the outside linebacker spot. Uh, but i thought he had promise in that position uh, I said he, um, if,
1: if, if he drops a couple pounds i think he's and he gets a little faster yeah. i think he can he can do he could do well so
0: yeah uh, let's talk about our uh round three pick at pick 89 this is one that uh i was kind of shocked that he went in the third round i was expecting him in the fifth round and um that's not to say that it isn't <sighs> if the rams like him at a third round then yeah good pick him at a third round uh i think it's stupid not to get your guy when he's he's in your lap and you think he's a third round talent and you really like him it's kobe turner a uh, d tackle of wake force uh very similar to the things we heard about aaron donald coming out of draft he's undersized yeah he's quick he's good at stopping the run but he's just not an nfl body uh he shouldn't be taken in the first a few rounds uh Rams grab this guy uh Blaine is do you think his size is going to be an issue or do you think uh, Aaron Donnell can kind of mold someone of a similar stature into a really great D tackle for us
2: yeah I, I did think this was a little bit of a reach and, and i think you hit the nail on the head here Ashton you know like the, all, all these teams that they, they 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 have their top 100 top 1 top 150 top 175 board and um Sorry if you hear my dogs in the background. Um, they, um, but in in anyway, they uh, every every team, every team has has these boards, and they're they're all really they're they're all vastly vastly different. While the Rams might have had a third run great great on. On Turner, he might have had that fifth round grade on him. So, you know, it, especially, you know, when you get to day two, day three of the draft, it really is a, a, a crapshoot. You know, it's about it's about th- throwing darts and you want to get the guy that you're comfortable with. And if that was Turner for the Rams, then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, I do think um, – I'm, I'm not necessarily worried about his small um, sizes and, like, height and weight. I, I, just, I, I think his arms are going to be an issue. Um, he does have short arms, so I, I, I see him as, as more of a rotational piece. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I think he's gonna have an uphill uphill climb, but I, I'm, 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 I, I think just with his, with his get off and his speed, like, I think he can make that, make that work in his advantage.
0: Yeah. There's definitely been two positions in the last few years. The Rams have been excellent at drafting at, and that's always been safety and D line. And I feel like this is another quality pick. Uh, I do think it's a little bit early for where he was going to fall, but if they had Intel, and again, guys, we, we don't work for the team, so we don't know if they knew the Buccaneers were going to pick him at 5, 10 picks. And they're like, okay, we have to go ahead and pick him now because he won't be there in the fourth. Uh, Zach, per PFF from Sosa uh he, they had him as the third highest PFF grade among D tackles in this class. He was the first in run defense and uh, fifth in pass rush. And to me, that kind of screams Rams. Uh, They've been getting a lot of run-stopping D tackles to go along Aaron Donald because they don't need that guy to rush the passer. They they have Aaron Donald. So they get guys who can really clog up the uh, lanes for running backs. And we've always had a really good run defense up until last year. Uh, we're, we're consistently top five because of that. Do you think this kind of follows suit? And uh, what do you think of going D tackle at this spot?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, definitely what you guys said is, is spot on. You know, I, I wasn't really quite expecting him to go so early. But, you know, when, when you look at that, you know, first and run defense, I, I think you're right. I think that's what they're trying to. They're trying to swallow that up. You know, if you can get the edge and you can pressure them to go in the middle um, and then you can swallow them up with either Aaron Donald or, you know, whatever his uh, uh, vast amount of uh, uh, supporting cast are. I think this he could fit into that supporting cast role. I mean, shoot, you know, Aaron Donald is, you know, always, you know, double double teamed at best um if not you know triple team so that just gives other players the opportunity to to make the play as well so um definitely definitely think that you know any anybody that you can put next to aaron donald they're not going to do terrible um i think you know just having his presence there and his ability to kind of coach them and um you know kind of show them the ropes and how to make the best plays i mean I mean, this is Aaron Donald we're talking about, uh, best defensive player probably of all time. So um, I, I'm not really super concerned um, that that he's not going to do well.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of fans are underestimating the loss Sean Robinson will end up having an effect on this line or was going to. He was a really big factor in stopping the run in most games. Now, he didn't pop off the screen. I wouldn't say he was overly great at pass rushing, but he was really good at run protection most games and uh, keeping and forcing the runner to kind of have to force outside of the lanes they wanted to go. Uh, so I definitely like the pick from that point of view. Uh, from Jordan Rodrigue, uh, she said he was relentless, bouncy on his feet, great balance, flex, flexible, awesome work ethic and that he's very much stronger uh, at his weight at 293, and he is called the conductor because he is very musical. <laughs> so uh, really cool to hear. Uh, I think 293 is a great weight if that's a lot of muscle, and I'm happy to hear it is. So uh, I think we will end up moving from one controversial pick to, uh, And I thought this one was going to end up being the most controversial of the entire draft. Uh, I was like, I don't see how you can get more controversial than picking a guy who some people thought was a fifth rounder, fourth rounder in the third. Uh, And they topped that by taking Stinson Bennett uh, from Georgia QB at pick 128. Zach. Zach. Both me and you agreed that we really thought they were going to pick up a QB in this draft. I I thought that was kind of really clear last year. Both of our backups didn't cut it. That team was awful. It was barely. It's borderline XFL material. That offense was. It was historically bad, and a part of that was our. QBs couldn't pass it down the field. And I understand we had a lot of injuries on the O-line and wide receiver core, but it the QB play was so subpar that I knew they had to get a backup QB in minimum in the draft. And uh there's some rumors that they were gonna take Hinden Hooker if he kept on following even more. Uh what do you take of taking Stenson Bennett? I know that's a guy I had mocked, I'm very happy about it. I really thought um i'm a georgia bulldog fan i really thought he was underrated and he's a little bit older so people are going to hold that against him. what do you think of the two-time national champ and do you think it's a good move to go out and get a qb in the fourth round when we have so many other needs
1: i mean this was a matthew stafford pick right you know matthew stafford told sean mcveigh if he's if he's available pick him i mean I mean, it's not, it's not too much of a coincidence that, you know, Matthew Stafford was a bulldog. Um, You know, the, the bulldogs were in SoFi stadium. These two quarterbacks did meet up. I'm sure there was some dialogue going back and forth. Um, Who knows, you know, that may be far-fetched, but uh, it is, there is that coincidence and there is that line to draw if you, if you want to do so, but very interesting pick. Uh, Like you said, we, we kind of thought that they were going to go more fifth round. Um, There were some, there were, you know, quite a bit of, uh quarterbacks well there's two pretty much quarterbacks that you know got out of the first round and you know Rams fans were uh pretty hot after day one of the draft and conspiracy uh theories flew about people thought we
0: were gonna take Will Levis if he fell further yeah there was a lot of that going on I don't know if I trust McVay not to honestly uh given the fact that he took Bennett so high Of course, they're saying Bennett is their highest QB. I don't think he was. uh, But realistically, getting, I I think he is uh, very good. Uh, Now, to defend them picking Simpson Bennett, Jake Hayner, uh, Blaine, got taken the pick before. And there ended up going four QBs between 127 and picks or, and pick 140, so there was a run on QB, these kind of, you could say, third tier, you, you had your first tier, yeah, like, your first three QBs that went off the board, then you had your second tier, the Will Levis type Hendon Hooker, and then this third tier, where, like, kind of fighting for, uh, quality backups, so to say, or potential starters, or, let's say, projects, this third tier it, they started going off the board really quickly after Rams made this pick. Do you think that's why they went and picked Bennett? And do you think Ben is a good pick at all?
2: Yeah. I, it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier. You know, people, you know, people have been so much happier about this pick had it, been, had it happened in the sixth round or the fifth round or whatnot. But I think that's kind of why, you know, trading back in the third round and picking up this fourth round pick was so crucial because it kind of gave you um, a luxury pick per se. Um you know, they, they, this wasn't a pick that, that they were planning on having, and is kind of you know they could be a little bit a little bit more flexible, a little bit more flexible um, with it. I think so. You know, taking a quarterback at this spot, I think, made a lot of sense. Um, you know, and, and if Bennett was their guy, like who if if, if McVeigh feels that since Bennett was the best guy to run his offense, um, if something happens happened to Stafford and whatnot, like who's who are who are who are we to say like they're wrong for 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 the, for, the, for that decision? Um, but I, I, I but I, I, really do like Stetson Bennett. He's won, you know, back-to-back national championships at Georgia. Um, he's a little, he's a lot more athletic than I think, uh, meets the eye. Um, he, he can get out of the pocket. He can make, make plays with his legs. Um, he does have a good release. He can hit those, those short e- into intermediate throws. I, I'm not sure I love his deep ball, but that's something that can, can certainly I think be improved on. Um, so yeah, I, I think he's the perfect backup quarterback option. And for those that are, you know, on the um, tank for Caleb Williams uh, bandwagon. Um, you know, I, I don't I think a move so. like this doesn't doesn't take them out of out of you know taking a quarterback next year in the first round if they're in a position
0: to do so either. I mean, ultimately, I think he has the possibility of being a top fifteen QB in this league. I really liked him coming out of college, um, and I'm not one of those people who thought uh their la- the jo- last Georgia QB should have been drafted. as said he shouldn't have. Uh, So I'm not being homerish with saying he is really quality. His deep ball needs to get better. If he's going to be an NFL QB, he's going to have to work on that. But his decision-making is top-notch. There's a reason why Georgia won so many close games. And it's not just because their defense, because their defense went through some rough patches in the middle of the season. Yeah. it really was a testament to him grinding out tough and close games. And I think you hit the nail on the head, Blaine, with uh, he's way more athletic than people think. His uh, comp, NFL comp, is Russell Wilson with how athletic he is able to move out. He has a RAS score of 8.2. So his 40-yard dash is uh, pretty good. Uh 8.79, it's not bad. Or sorry, yeah. 8.79. Not bad for a QB. I mean, it, the guy got close to winning the Heisman. Uh, you, you can't get much worse uh, or, or can't get much better, honestly, in my opinion, in the fourth round. And if they thought he was going to go a little bit earlier, then yeah, get your guy. All right. Uh, Nick Hampton. Nick Hampton. Edge from Appalachian State. Uh, Blaine, another edge. Do you think it was right to go edge in this situation? Um, This guy is a little undersized, uh, but very athletic. Do you think – I know they have a type, but do you think it was right to go edge? With You said earlier, with wide receivers being so – in my opinion, a need. They passed on a few good wide receivers with this pick to go edge.
2: Yeah. Um, it, 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 it kind of goes back to, you know, you know, prioritizing their needs, I guess. And um, I, I definitely think, you know, wide receiver could, could have been an option here uh, that they, they waited a very long time to adjust the corner of the cornerback spot. Um, so I, I think that could have been a, been a, um, been a potential position to, to target here as well. I, um, but I'm not surprised that they, that they double dipped on edge. You know, like 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 we said, coming into the draft, Michael Hoyt was the only guy at the edge of, at the edge of, at the edge rusher position coming into the draft. So uh, you you got your guy, your your number one guy, in, in, in Byron Young there in the third round. But you know. We really haven't seen a lot from Daniel Hardy. Um, I, he's he's an insane athlete, but you know what can what can he bring as as mm-hmm. as, a, as, as a pass rusher? Uh, Kyer Thomas had a good preseason last year, but what can he kind of bring more in more of a full time role uh, during the regular season? Um, so they they, they 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 just they don't have the bodies there. So I'm I'm not surprised that they they went that they doubled down on edge rusher. Maybe this wasn't the spot to do it. You know maybe they should have taken a wide receiver, but I I, I can't fault them for going edge, edge either and. I absolutely love the Hamptons, but I wasn't complaining about the pick. Um, really, really good in space, uh, really, really nice athlete, explosive, has a, has a really quick get-off. Um, I think he's going to come in and be a really nice rotational piece off the edge.
0: Mm. Yeah, and he was around projected around this pick, so um, I think for the fact they had a plan to address cornerback, and I think uh, he's our next – sorry, uh, yeah – Three picks later, they addressed cornerback. Um, I thought I thought this was the spot they were going to address tight end. I was a little surprised that they went at least with Nick Hampton over a tight end because I, I just felt like uh, McVay really really wanted a tight end this draft that he could use as a weapon. And they ended up waiting and they get Nick Hampton. They definitely need more bodies in that rotation. Um, from the Athletic, they said. Uh, He's a every down NFL back. Uh, he has the physical tools. Uh, his, uh, his best fit is a sub rusher in the mold of Josh Uche, uh from Miami, I believe. Uh, yeah. I think if he's another Ushe, I, I can't complain about that. Uh, I, I feel like we need someone to be able to help set the edge and uh, force runner runners to go back inside towards Aaron Donald. Uh it, what's your take on this Zach?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I like we keep saying, I mean, I, I, we saw that the defense is probably again, the most needed position um, and really, like I said, setting the edge and, you know, what we have right now is maybe not ideal. Um, and so we're just bringing in more people at that spot to, to see what, what works and what doesn't, I think is, is just, is just crucial for this defense where, you know, going into this draft, it was pretty much Aaron Donald and, you know, an army. So against an army so I think it's a I think it's a good smart pick to to keep this up again you know should they waited a couple more rounds and like you said got a wide receiver but again the wide receiver room is it does have a lot in it right now um right now when you're looking at wide receiver you're really looking maybe for your punt returner um that's kind of where you're at probably at this point so I don't know I think the edge is a, is a good solid spot to to uh, you know keep building on that defense
0: yeah, I think we have to remind people, though, I think they were going away from purely picking people because of special teams. Uh, so I do think when they drafting a wide receiver, uh, they were wanting someone for depth in that uh, kind of position group. Uh, next pick is Warren McClendon, round five, pick 176 out of Georgia. I loved this pick. I thought... Um, I was a little surprised he didn't go in round four. Uh, I really think he was a fantastic tackle for Georgia. He has some issues a little bit with pass pro uh, whenever Georgia would do long dropbacks. Now it's the NFL. It's going to be a little bit more, uh, let's say, less long dropbacks than you have in college but you have better pass rushers. So that kind of negates that in my opinion, but he did struggle with that a little bit. Fantastic run blocker. I actually think um, it's going to be hard between him and a Curry who starts at left tackle, but I think McClendon uh, could win that job. I think we could have potentially drafted two starting linemen uh, in this draft. And we got one in the fifth round and I think he's going to be a stud. I definitely love this pick here. Uh, Zach, uh, do do you have any uh, opinions on going tackle here and uh, him as a player?
1: Yeah, I guess I guess my only surprise is again is I guess I didn't think that they would go with so many offensive linemen or maybe so many you know uh, you know going in the fifth round because um, again I didn't think they had a bad offensive line going in from last season other than the fact that they were just plagued with Injury injuries prone. Yeah. Um, and that that's just. I mean, it sucks. I mean, it sucked for them. And I think any team doesn't matter if you're Patrick Mahomes or, you know, you know, whoever Aaron Rodgers, if you have a bad offensive line or you have an offensive line that's changing out every single week, there's not a whole lot you're going to be able to do to to keep yourself protected.
2: What about you, Blaine? How do you feel about it? Oh, I actually, I actually really, really like this pick. Um, this was uh, Jake bogan This was his, his, his guy. He he really liked Warren McClendon and kind of, kind of got me onto him uh, kind of late in the draft process. I, I, I think you, you kind of look at the offensive line and I think they do have a, a lot of guys that they that give them, give them a, bunch, a, lot, a lot of options just because they are so versatile, but I think you kind of look at some of the players in particular and you look at a guy like Joe Noteboom and you really don't know what he's going to give you coming off of this torn Achilles. That's a pretty significant injury. Um, Obviously, you know Bobby Evans didn't really work out, so he's he's he got cut, you know, cut, 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 cut at the end of, the, of last season. Um So you you kind of need I think this this swing tackle role where a guy you know can come in and play either on the left side or right side. And McClendon, I think is I think thirty seven starts at right tackle. Um, so he he, he clear the right tackle spot. Is maybe that Aaron apparent to Rob Havenstein if he develops if he develops well yeah. enough. Um, and then, you know, if you need somebody coming on the left side, I think he can do that as well. I think he I, I, is size, size wise. I think he can slip in at guard. Uh, I, I don't think he has any experience there, but I think, you know, if you develop him, I think he can fit in, fit, fit in there. Okay. Um, so I, I think this is, he, he's kind of that perfect. I think sixth offensive lineman depending on what they do with Joe Nopu. Um, and depending, and depending on, on how he does, but at the very least they, I mean, the thing that killed them last year on the offensive line. And I mean, I guess, you know, you can say they didn't have depth, but they, they also, they, they, it was more like they didn't have depth behind their depth because of how hurt they were. Um, oh, but yeah. I, I think, you know, getting McClendon and adding
0: another body in there, I think was a, was, a, was a really good move. Yeah, no chemistry really was killing them. And he got zero sacks credited to him over 822 pass blocking snaps. Just really impressive uh I loved watching him in Georgia. He was really great in the run game, and I think that's someone we really needed because our run, um, our our run blocking was so atrocious last year. I, I get some of that has to do with zone blocking means you have to have good timing, you have to be in the right spot, and when you're changing the person to your left and right every week, it kind of makes it hard to be on time uh, with that person. So. Definitely agree with you, Blaine. Uh round five, pick 175. Uh Davis Allen. Sean McVeigh gets his other tight end weapon from Clemson. Um what's your uh need snack, so to say, Blaine, on uh Davis Allen or D- Davis Allen? I don't know how, how you pronounce that. Uh what's your insight on him?
2: I was absolutely stoked that they drafted him. This was, this was kind of my mid round guy, I tied in that I that I was really hoping they would snag. I I I, I was hoping maybe Dalton Kincaid or, Luke, or would fall to the um, second round. He didn't, and I, I I did really like Luke Musgrave, but they 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 went they went to there at the top of the second round. Um, so this is kind of my mid round guy, tied in for them that I that I really liked. And um, the thing that I like about him is is that you know he's six six, but for six six, the dude can block. Like you want to run more twelve personnel. Like this is the guy you get on the field with Higby to 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 push bodies around. Um, during the Senior Bowl, um, he's he's blocking in line and he's he he's, he seals off Adetomiya at from Northwestern, the guy that the Northwestern guy that everybody was extremely high on as a potential first round pick and ends up going in the fourth. But he he, he 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 had a really good play there against him and that that that, that impressed me. But. Um, you know he's versatile. He can line up in that H-back spot, line up in line. He, uh, I think he, I do think he needs to develop as a wide receiver a little bit. Um, but I think just size-wise, he can line up upright and in the slot and be kind of your big slot there. Um, if he can develop develop as a wide receiver, he I, I think he can. If he can develop as a receiver, I think he can be a really nice red zone threat. Is a is a big op, big um, option for Stafford there in the, there in the red zone. Um, but it, it just it just is like an, an immediate impact. We, we, we like I said you know we talked about McVay one more personnel get this one game going um I think Davis Allen is a great step towards that
1: yeah that's the question that I kind of wanted to ask was you know from kind of kind of his you know specs that I see here like I was wondering how he was going to be as a wide receiver and because I, I feel like that's something McVay wants to utilize he wants to utilize a tight end that you know yes can block but also can catch the ball and. Uh, That's probably my only concern I have with this pick is is the one is the wide receiver portion of it of his ability
2: and and I think he can develop there nicely I mean I think he had like a he needs to do better in in separation so I think just the stat I'm about to pull the stat I'm about to pull is kind of leads into that is that you know he had a 91 percent contested catch rate percentage like so he's really good in those contested catch scenarios but i think you know as, as he develops as a receiver as a route runner and something like that, that 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 number might go down but he's really good in those 50 50 balls and um yeah if he can develop as a receiver i think he's a, he, he could be just a really nice nice tight end two option
0: yeah my entire in-law family are south carolina gamecock fans so uh they hate watch clemson a lot i got to see this guy a good amount uh, you, you nailed them perfectly, really good in run blocking, really good, uh, when it comes to, uh, fitting in a zone type scheme that Clemson run runs with, uh, Will Shipley, that, that running back, uh, my problem with him was always his route running wasn't the cleanest, wasn't the best, um, he struggled to get separation, but he would aid people constantly, uh. So if he can get that route running a little bit up, um, I definitely see him as a Tyler Higby-style player. It uh, definitely fits that type of mold. Higby isn't the prettiest pass catcher, but he does get some of those uh, overhead catches. He gets open every so often, so like, it, it definitely fits their mold, and it makes sense that they would go after a guy like this later in the draft or mid-round. um. PFF, uh, I think yards per, per reception, he was 28th. Overall, PFF has a math Again, uh, I don't think PFF is everything, but it, it's something. Uh, and then you noted the 91% contested catches, which is fifth in the nation, and he had 11 overall uh let's go and talk about a wide receiver guys uh they went ahead and got their wide receiver round five pick 177 and puka i i'm not even going to try to pronounce that last name wide receiver byu a lot of people are comparing him the golden tate um athletically kind of like the opposite of at atwell not a huge burner uh, transferred from Washington to BYU. He caught five TD passes last year and also rushed for five TDs. So uh, I think uh, we could see some jet sweeps with this uh, guy. Uh, what's your reaction to that big Zach them going with a more gadget style wide receiver in the fifth round?
1: Yeah. You guys are going to have to try to sell this one to me. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, if he's, if he's a gadget player, that, that, that's great. Um but yeah, you're, you guys are gonna have to sell this one to me. I
0: I actually like his route running. I don't know if you have an opinion on it, Blaine. Uh, I liked his route running. He got decent separation for not being the fastest guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just you know he didn't test well at the at, at the, at the, at the uh, maybe just he didn't test well. But I I just I didn't love his, his, his times on the shuttle or the three cone. Just didn't really show good agility, and usually that leads usually that speaks to route running. Um, so, but you know. Maybe, maybe the Rams have better have better data, or he, he just had a bad test day. It, it happens. Um, it's one, one thing that did impress me with him is he he for, for being a, a smaller wide receiver. Uh, I think he's only like five eleven, right? Um, yeah, he is. Oh, I guess he's 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 six foot. He does he does he does really well in the in those contested catch situations. He's gonna win the fifty fifty balls. He he, he 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 does a good job boxing out defensive backs and, and winning those those. Uh, one-on-one situations i guess and um so th- that impressed me with him but personally like i probably would have gone to got like AT, At perry here instead if, if, if they kind of wanted that contested catch um wide receiver type um i'm interested interested to see how they, how they use him um hopefully mcfay has a plan for him uh not, not ready not i, I will won't, obviously won't won't, 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 rule, won't rule him out but uh not not wouldn't have been my top option
0: yeah, I I think uh, with how he was playing in college, he could also because uh, I don't think he started as a punt or a kick returner, but I could definitely see him as an option with how he was used in jet sweeps and motions and uh, being run running out of the backfield. Basically, I feel like that could potentially translate, and maybe that's direction they're going with him uh, added onto the depth chart. Let's talk about my favorite pick of the draft. Round six, pick 182, Travavius Hodges Tomlinson. I know Zach is so happy. He doesn't have to hear me talk about this guy pre-draft anymore. He can hear me talk about him uh, on the team, and I really can't believe he fell. I thought he was going to be a third or fourth round guy. He fell to the sixth round, a Jim Thorpe award winner. I, I think this guy is a steal athletically. He doesn't jump off the page and I get that, but he is so smart. And I think um, he's definitely someone who can play zone uh, perfectly. He's going to struggle in man, but we're his own defense. So I think that kind of helps him out. And I think he fits in a scheme very well. Uh, Zach, what's your reaction to one of my guys coming to the Rams?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, not only did it get Ashton's endorsement, but it also got Jalen Ramsey's endorsement. Uh, You know, you saw him. He's pushed out a tweet uh, earlier uh, when this when this happened, just saying how how awesome that he thinks he's going to be within this organization. And I think that says something, um, especially, you know, when you were just traded from that organization uh, to then once this guy gets picked that, you know, he's he's you know, going to Twitter and saying, Hey, this, you're going to do well and you're going to do well within this organization. So I think it tells a lot about this guy, but also how he's going to fit within this organization. And then again, just about the organization as a whole um, when it, when it comes down to this. So
0: I'm really excited to see what he has to offer. Yeah. I I definitely think we got a starting corner here. I I think him and Jacoby Durant are going to be an underrated pairing going into the season next year. Blaine, Uh, what do you make of this pick? Do you think uh, it was a good idea going cornerback at this position, especially with how far he was falling? And uh, is this a steal in your opinion?
2: Yeah, for sure. I I think you know, um, I think this guy and and I, the, the the guy we'll probably, we're going to talk about here in a in a in I think I think two picks here. Um, I think I think either of these guys are have the chance to be a steal of the draft. I mean, the Rams had really waited at cornerback and for them to get a guy like Thomason at the spot here in the sixth round you know a guy that can be a potential starter <laughs> you, you take that every single day and twice on sunday um he is a little smaller uh their are a very small at cornerback, outside darian kendrick really so i, I th- and, and and rochelle is a little bit little, little taller too so we'll see you know how he develops here it'll be, be it'll be a really big year for him but um yeah i think thomasson is a guy that can you know, Play, gives them a, gives them an option in the slot um, has the ability to play outside. I don't know if that'll be their top 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 option to to to, 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 play, to play him at, but um, just a nice physical player there in the slot. Um, yeah, absolute, absolute steal and I'm not complaining about this pick at all.
0: Yeah, I think they can go for size with UDFAs they're gonna have to find tone to fill that third spot. Maybe it's Kendrick. Uh, I really like Kendrick coming out of college. Uh, He definitely, he kind of saw the entire NFL being too fast. And I think he was, um, I'm hoping that processing speed is going to go slower and slower for him. And hopefully next year, uh, Kendrick can pop off. Like I think he had the possibility because he was always there in the play, in the right spot. He just never was able to make the play, if that makes sense. Uh, With Hodges Tomlinson, Um he was second best for receptions allowed at in uh the uh NCAA at 34 percent. Um I just think this guy was fantastic in coverage, especially zone. Um he did have trouble covering some of the bigger Georgia wide receivers and tight ends in national championship. So I think that's something we're gonna have to take into account if he goes to the slot. Um just fantastic pick there. All right, let's go to the round six. Pick 189, uh, Ohan Mathis, edge from Nebraska. We're getting in the later six round. Um, I wasn't super familiar with Mathis uh, outside of, I, I think I saw a few of his games when he was uh, with TCU. He moved to Nebraska last year. Uh, I think he's gonna be a guy fighting for a spot uh, in camp, and hopefully, uh, we one of these guys from camp can pop off because we really need uh, another pass rusher next. Uh, next to the rest of the guys we have. Uh, what do you make of him, Blaine? Uh, do you have any insights on him as a prospect? I
2: honestly, like, I I, 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 don't like. I, I um, didn't watch this guy a lot, of, a lot at all. Really, um, did some research on him when, when the Rams did draft him. You know, like, like you said, he came over from TCU, and I think he expected that move from TCU to, the, to from to Nebraska to go a lot better than it did. And it, and I think he only ended up with, I think, two sacks last year or something like that. Um, but I think you know when you're talking about guys in the sixth round, this is that guy that you I think do take a chance on. Um, he has the tools. He has the athletic ability like if you if you can develop him and again reach his full full potential you know maybe it pays off and um but you know when you're talking about just throwing darts in the sixth round you yeah. you, uh, you you increase your odds uh, of, of hitting by taking the guy with the with the with the athletic tools and, and he has those
0: yeah he's a body and we need more of those on the defense
2: well we need them more on the roster
1: i mean still even with yeah. all these picks that we got in this i mean that. We're still, you know, a third of the way from a full roster.
0: Yeah. And, uh, we'll talk more about that, uh, next week, the undrafted free agents. Cause I'm sure they're signing like 20 or 30 today. Uh, we did get a good kicker, uh, or at least a kicker. I, I haven't looked into the kicker, uh, but we also drafted a punter. Uh, another, I wouldn't say shot dark dark. Uh I like Zach Evans. Uh I didn't know if we were gonna go running back at all. It kind of seemed like they were gonna go the undrafted free agent route for a little bit. Uh, but at pick 215, we go Zach Evans. I, I saw you tweeting about him a little bit, Blaine. Uh it, it looked like you were really happy with him. Uh this guy was the 2020 class number one running back coming out of high school. Uh, so he was supposed to be one of the top running backs of this class. It looked like he uh, kind of got off track from that. Uh, but what do you make of uh, Zach Evans?
2: Yeah, I absolutely love this big, you know, we, we we've seen running backs the last few years, you know, the guys taking on late on day three pop off. And I think Zach Evans has that potential. Uh, I think it's still, this is still Cam Akers job, but behind him, you know, Kyle Williams is coming off of a kind of an injury play rookie season and, the, the Rams really lacked out that at at, at at running back. You know, Henderson. I, I, as much as I loved him, he, he was he was always dealing with stuff. So um, they they just they really needed uh, you know reliable bodies, I guess, coming into this coming into th- this this year. And I think Zach Evans Zach Evans gives them that gives them that. He's he's he's, not, he's 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 a physical back. He's he's not going to push the pile per se. Um, but you know, it, try tackling him at speed, and you're you're not going to have a good time. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think this is, this is the exact type of compliment that they need to, with the pair with acres and acres and Kyron Williams.
0: Yes. Yeah, they definitely need poor holy water all over that running back room because it has uh, been cursed since Todd Gurley, uh, with injuries just really, really bad luck. And I think we need some healthy running backs or I guess we'll be drafting a running back every draft for the rest of history. Uh, what do you make of this guy a really good RAS score from Ole Miss? Looks like a home run hitter. Uh his ability to break tackles does kind of concern me. Uh, cause I feel like our run def or our run uh blocking has been a little bit lackluster in the last few seasons. Uh what do you make of this pick?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're in the seventh round, so you know, I, I, I... You know, we're we're you're never really sure what you're gonna get with these picks, but again, you know, we need depth in that running back position. Um, so I'm
0: excited to see what he has and what he has to offer. All right, next pick, punter out of Wingate, Ethan Evans, uh average of forty-four point nine. Uh he has a long of 79 yards. His hang time from everything I've read from reports is really good. Sounds like we got our franchise punter. I mean, I think it's worth a seven round pick to get a really good punter. Uh, not a third rounder like San Francisco spent on a kicker. That's ridiculous. Uh, but either way, uh, we got our punter, Zach, uh, happy, uh, not your guy, but you know, a guy.
1: No, but, but I mean, I mean, we, when we kind of thought about the specialty players, we thought if anyone they were going to pick in the draft, they were going to go for a punter. Um, you, because you, I mean, truly, you need a good punter. You need a good one who can, who has the hang time, so that your, oh, yeah. you know, that your players can get to the ball before the other team gets it. So, um, again, it's it's one of those things where I think it's it makes sense, uh, and glad that they, you know, stuck with the specialty position that we wanted.
0: Yeah, I think uh, normally you don't want to use your punter. That's the whole goal is not having a punter use. I think last year there was one guy who uh, from the Bills didn't get the punt for two games straight. That's what we want. Uh, but last year a punter could have been really useful and Riley Dixon just wasn't – he was – below average average sadly to say uh blaine what what you make of this punter uh, you big punt punting guy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah uh i i, I love that he's like well i think it's like 225
2: pounds or 234 pounds like oh that's, yeah that, that's, a, that's a big, big punter. like I'm, i, I want to see fourth and one and then see let's see let's see a uh, punter power like just like uh, or, 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 like get him on quarterback sneaker or, or whatnot you know uh Um, I'm on his fourth insurance. Um, but yeah, I mean, just from what I've seen, you know, he he does look looks like he has a a, just a huge leg, can absolutely bomb it. Um, and you know, it's just as much as you know, um, it it really it really sucked to see Johnny Hacker leave when 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 he did. I understand you know not being able to pay him as much as you know, he, he was probably worth. So, you know, it just the last couple of years. It just, Rams have they had to have that consistency at punter and um, hopefully, you know, they, they can get that, get that here with Ethan, e, e, with Ethan Evans. And, um, and yeah, I, I, I just from what, from what I, what I've seen, I'm, 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 I'm excited to see what he brings to the table.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and our second last pick, uh, Jason Taylor out of Oklahoma state or Jason Taylor, the second out of Oklahoma state, uh, This guy, from all the reports i read, looks like a fantastic athlete. Uh, Jordan Jordan Poyer even said that he was someone to look out for uh, in this draft. Uh, Scouts say he has an issue with missing tackles. That does kind of concern me. But if there's one position, Zach, you always hear me say it every year, that they knock out of the park with drafts, it's safety. I I feel like this team, for some reason, Sneed just – must've been a safety in the past life because he always gets these quality guys like John Johnson, like these late round picks that always overplay their uh, position. Uh, what do you make of uh, Jason Taylor?
1: Yeah. I mean, all the information that I have for him, I mean, he seems like he, he will be a solid spot for that, for that hole, um, you know, especially with Nick Scott and Taylor Rapp both, both departing. So, Um, you know, it's definitely checks that box of, of what we need and something that he could actually bring to the table.
0: Yeah. He's a semi finalist for Jim Thorpe award. He had 99 tackles, seven deflections and six picks last year. Uh, it sounds like we, we got a really good one, Blaine, uh, what you make of the super athletic safety and do you think he's going to follow the route of John Johnson and kind of like get put in a starting role? Hopefully. I don't. I don't necessarily see him as a day one starter, but
2: I, where I do see him is, I, th- I think he has um, he has over five hundred snaps on special teams. I kind of see him in the mold of sort of like a Nick Scott, kind of kind of on that development route where you know he, he starts as this you know this core special teamer, um, and, mm-hmm. um, and and then and then works his way to works his way to defense. I I, I think he, he he can play defense, um, but I, I think he he just immediately he's gonna, he's going to be a core special teamer. Um, I see, you know, Jordan Fuller we come back healthy. Uh, Russ Yeast, I think, um, I'm really excited to see what he, what he does here in year two. Um, so they, they have guys there in place that um, that you, I, I I do have confidence in. I think, but I mean, there there is an opportunity there if he impresses during camp during in the preseason and whatnot. Like I could absolutely absolutely see him taking um, taking us t- taking a starting role on day one. You know, he had I think eight. I think thirteen passes defended last year, six interceptions. Like this guy can play. This guy makes plays on the ball, and that's what you love and love to see in your safeties. So, um, yeah, really re- really liked this. Right, liked this pick. I I, I think he's is in fact will come on special teams early, but um, I think he'll, he will develop into a solid solid starting safety for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, part of one of our trades, uh, we got Mister Irrelevant, uh, Dwayne Johnson, pick two fifty nine. Uh guys, there's wasn't really a lot of information on this guy uh out there. So in any ways, uh, Mr. Relevant typically is uh just someone uh that is on your borderline of like wanting to give them a better contract for them to come to camp. Uh, so Dwayne Johnson, last pick. Uh, you guys have any comments on Mr. Relevant? Oh,
2: I, I I will say I like. I, I believe the Rams met with him at least once, if not twice. So they clearly had their eye on this guy. Um, they they mm-hmm. they, they like him. I'm not surprised that they that they took him late. Um, he's extre- he's an extremely versatile player. You know, I, I think he can play um, really anywhere on the on the on the defensive line. He is. Um, I like. Uh, like um, Turner earlier on, early on the draft, he is undersized, but you know, he, he plays with good explosiveness. Uh, but I, I think the most important thing here is that he, he, he is versatile. He, he can play all over, the, over, all over the defensive line. The, the Rams really do like that. They they, 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 like to, you know, if you can have a guy that can play multiple spots, you can, you, you can, you can do some pretty, pretty creative things um, defensively. So. He brings that, and I, I see him as, as maybe you know developing into 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 a rotational piece. But you know, like I said, they met with him multiple times, so they they, they clearly saw something and they like him.
0: Uh, Zach, uh, you got any takes on?
1: You know, if we can get a you know maybe second year in a row Mister Relevant, you know doing something you know successful, mm-hmm. you know I'll I'll take it. So maybe we'll we'll make it. We'll start a streak going.
0: Yeah, hopefully. <clears throat>
1: Well, that was the 2023 draft. Yeah. What are you guys' final thoughts?
0: Uh, overall, I really, um, I think we were hitting a cold streak of drafts, and this team really so desperately needed quality depth. And I, I honestly think we got four or five starters uh, in this draft. I think we got some ro- good rotational pieces. Um but I am stoked about getting hodges and where we got, I think he'll end up being a starter this year. Um, I'm happy about Stenson Bennett. Uh, I feel like he's underrated and going to be a really good backup. And Byron Young and Steve Avila, they're day one starters. I think both of those guys will be in the defense and offense. And yeah, I, I hope the rest of the guys really do pan out. And I think Snead had a smart draft this year. And uh, we needed it. What about you, Blank?
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I was really happy with it. Um, you know, you, you, at 36, you really needed a high impact day one starter. And I think you, you get that in Steve Avila. Um, you know, By- Byron Young gives you. Um, he gives you a solid option, solid option on the edge. He's, he's someone that, you know, they can, they can develop this year. And if they want to spend big with their $75 million in cap space next year on, on what is set to be a pretty good free agent edge class, they, they absolutely can. And you can young, okay. young with that guy. Um, and then, yeah, they, 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 they got some quality depth and, and guys like Nick Hampton and, and, and Tomlinson. And um, yeah, I, 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 I Sneed needed to be smart about it, smart about this draft. No, don't 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 get cute. And I think he stuck to the plan. And um, we'll see how these guys guys develop. Obviously, but I'm gonna, coming 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 on here immediately after the draft, it's I I, I have pretty high hopes.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, like I said, they they hit a lot of the positions that I really wanted them to fill. Um, that I thought was the most the biggest need. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how how this all plays out in the upcoming season. Um, but I think we're going to wrap this up. We're getting over to an hour and we, we hit all the picks. So that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the East Coast Rams podcast. You can always send your questions into us, uh, and your feedback at feedback at eastcoastrams.com, or you can hit up us on Twitter. Our official East Coast Rams Twitter account is at East Coast Rams. Uh, big shout out to our guest, Blaine. Blaine, thank you so much for coming and, and
2: joining us on this podcast. Where, where can people keep up with your work? Hey, yeah, no, thank you so much for having me on. Really enjoy Really, really enjoy this. Had a had a great time. Um, you can find me on, on all, all my work on turfshowtimes.com. Uh, we'll have a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff coming here post-draft. Um, and then on Twitter at the TST.
0: Yeah, guys, definitely hit his uh, Sneed snacks up every draft year. He always has been uh, hitting a few and he's kind of in the mind of Sneed a little bit, uh, which is a crazy, scary place, I imagine, uh, mad scientist, but uh, gotta love him. Brought us a Super Bowl. Uh, and thank you, Blaine. You've been fantastic. Uh, enjoyed uh, this really good conversation about this uh, good draft class.
2: Definitely, definitely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
1: You can find Ashton at Rams Fan Ashton one and you can find me at Zach Mayer. If you're listening to this on the audio version, you can also find us on the video version uh, over at YouTube, youtube.com slash at East Coast Rams um even if you subscribe to one method please subscribe to another method that just helps us get our rankings up and keep this podcast going growing and growing and growing so please do that ran uh ashen i was gonna call you rams fan ashen Re- ashen uh any any final words before we sign off
0: nah man uh this is a lot of fun i hope people keep it um civil on Twitter about the uh, draft. I I feel like people get personal or like get very upset when their person is not taken or is taken and people don't like it. Uh, Let's just all be cool and uh, have a civil conversation. But I'm looking forward to uh, talking more about this draft class over the coming weeks.
1: This has been such a fun three days and we still have more content to come with the un- uh, the unsigned uh, free agents or undrafted free agents. Uh, so be on the lookout for that in the coming days, maybe in a week. Uh, we'll see how things go, uh, but always keep up with us on Twitter at EastCoastRamps.com and we'll see you guys next time, ramly